What's up, guys? This is Derek. And I'm John. And this is Square Zeros. We got a treat for you today. Uh, we have with us in the studio Spaghetti Black, a.k.a. Keenan Hauser. Uh, he's from the Bronx. He's an MC and a producer, and he makes some great music. And we're going to talk to him about that and about how he got his start and all that. But uh, first of all, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about what you're making sure. and where you're from. What's up, guys? Spaghetti Black, uh, Bronx, Kingsbridge, uh, born and raised. And uh, so I've been uh, producing like rap tracks and other things for like the past three years or so. And it's been uh, pretty crazy. Uh, I've recently established my own independent label, Black Ski Weekend. Uh, that's the umbrella for all of these uh, recordings and things, you know, the rap stuff, everything else. So so uh, just give me an idea. What is the, the rap stuff that everything else? Uh, what other kind of stuff do you work on kind of under that umbrella? 
Well, uh, for a while, uh, as long as Spaghetti Black has been going on, uh, Spaghetti Black has been mainly a hip-hop project. There have also been other projects that feature uh, Spaghetti Black, you know, maybe a short verse in the middle of, like, some extended, long, um, you know, Tibetan gong type of track or something like that. Uh, Some really, like, far out there stuff. And uh, so that's been, like, produced and released under other names, usually coming from the same recording sessions, though, in the same recording places uh, with the same people and a lot of the same equipment. And so uh, there have been other uh, projects that have come after Gods on Safari that also don't feature rap as much in the forefront, but they are still under the Black Ski Weekend name. And it's been a lot of fun kind of being a part of all of these things. So what we're going to hear today is all spaghetti black. Uh, You know, especially these, we're about to play uh, two tracks, some of the earliest rap that you uh, put to tape. (laughs) But can you tell us as we go into those about Spaghetti Black as a character? Right. So uh, around, you'll hear the track that uh, it's about to play is from 2011. And uh, around this point, Spaghetti Black had been, I, Keenan Hauser had been like writing rhymes for a while now, but you know, just like battling friends. And you can really hear in some of these early tracks that I'm approaching this kind of rap game from like a writing perspective. Uh, Someone who didn't really have a full grasp on how to necessarily program drums and a drum kit all that well. It's very uh, uh, sample heavy to have a kind of a really weird ethereal effect that I hadn't really found or I hadn't really heard in some of the other rap tracks I was producing. At your fire stone tires, despite my wired liars, cause I packs a heat miser. I miss them up the ice off your wrist quick and slid it. Took the shit when I'm sipping, been tips since the beginning. I slash from ear to ear when I see a goon grinning. Roll dice with your mice and bet your past is still sinning. Still chopping coke when the swamp wait the spot. They don't know about the plot and the gas that I got. Turn red dots into red ink blots. Wash the nines, 45s, drop the AI cause it's hot. Read art of war through the scope, spark notes, spark those. Backwoods, semi-automatic, slot of habit, silly rabbit I see a Smith and Wesson, so I think I'll go and grab it And pistol with the piss out of you, goddammit I'm tossing mags, serving brain damage Like a fucking savage, napping all your fucking cabbage On the fucking average One kid, sick lunatic syndicate with the whole toolkit. About to swig shit, wig split. Give me a pound of lines, then I might rap. Or pull a nigga out of moving Cadillac. I'm a pretty twisted cat with your itty bitty strap. See a Jimmy hat that I left on your mama's back. Shit. All right, The Rap Sphinx by Spaghetti Black. So you said it's been a while since you listened to that. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't heard that track in a while. I was just thinking of like some some really interesting examples of like early stuff that I produced. And I think uh, 
a lot what what comes out in that song specifically is like more so than it had a grasp of like the software I was using or like you know the beat making technology I was working with I just really wanted to add this like chaotic weird atmosphere yeah that was a pretty thick like layer track yeah. what, what was the production process like for that that was like all samples I forget what it was really but there was like little to no like other drum kits added um and then yeah, I mean, that stuff's all really undermastered compared to, like, what I've been doing now. and Really, like, undermixed. It was, like, really just a primitive uh, loop-based sampling thing. And I just, like, had some verses that I had written, and I just wanted to spit them. Really, like, a weird example of, like, a beat, even. I don't even know, like, why I found that rappable at first. <laughs> yeah. Although I thought it sounded really cool. I mean, the, the way it was almost, like, kind of clouds rolling in, you know, and it was interesting that it was happening right when you started rapping. You know, it yeah, wasn't like yeah. it was in there and then it dropped out to make your voice really clear. Um, I do hear kind of what you're talking about where it's, like, the voice sat in it sort of right. strangely, you know. It's, like, yeah. the kind of thing, like, having heard your newer stuff, like, it, it definitely, like, meshes a little more comfortably. Oh, yeah. But but it's also, I mean, you know, with also the way you kind of put things together anyway, if you hadn't told me, I would have been like, oh, he chose to do that. Yeah, you know, no. I, would have, I would have been like, it sounds a little weird, but he chose to do that because he chooses to do these sort of like cool, like sort of off the cuff things. Yeah, no, that's definitely the case uh, for like a small part of it, at least. I mean, like I had to really work with what I knew about this beat making technology that I was working with and, you know, kind of adjust the standard of a rap song to something I felt comfortable with releasing and listening to over and over again. So I couldn't, what I didn't have as far as polished skills, um, I just made up for with a really atmosphere kind of mix. Uh, yeah. And where were you drawing from when you recorded that? Oh, man. <laughs> now, I hear a little bit of, like, Dell in there, but it's way, like, bigger than anything you tend to hear him do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dell definitely influenced a lot of, like, northern california stuff is an influence but like back then i didn't really even have like i didn't think of like my voice as developed this was like really among the first time i was just like getting lines out there just for like the hell of it uh there's some so, funny lines in there too yeah <laughs> there's the jimmy had on your mama's back is pretty good. <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i was just really just like young and wanting to just like you know i spent all of my time just writing notes down me and all of my friends would just write notes down just who could get the rhymes out the fastest really so Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so introduce this next one. This is from the same general era. Yeah, yeah. So Third Rail is another track uh, off the first, the first I would say, mixtape that I released of all the first beats and first raps I really came out with on my own as opposed to in a group. And this track you'll see has a lot of uh, similar uh, production aesthetics in that the voice isn't necessarily booming over the beat. Everything's kind of very subdued and uh, almost dreamy in a sense. Uh, so, but this track would later make it onto what I would consider my first album, uh, Hysteria 51, which is like in part a compilation of my best or what I thought was my best tracks from the first couple of mixtapes. And the album Hysteria 51 came out at the end of that year, I think on Halloween or something. Lost. 
Vegas Vegas with nine millimeters of flavors. But play your haters, roll up like zigzag papers. Swerving when I'm serving like a drunken waiter. Cause a pimp never rolling skimp. Creep like an imp with the posse or on the solid solo tip. Black because of the dome is for food And if you bite this shit, it'll do you no good Spaghetti on the world and still can't make bail Cause I'm in jail over cursed up and a nigga on the third rail With baby creme and babaji, ain't no niggas harming me Try to sign me, feel the horror of Sada, I inside of me Hoes don't pay me to open my mouth So I spit sadistic shit till they blow their own brains out Without a doubt, no drought, final bout over cloud Get in, get fed, get bread, get head, get the fuck out Statements till I contradict them And you won't get a crook till you become my victim Stick them up, love no bluff, bust shots on the bus Snort can on the trains, New York City stay ridiculous Puffin' dust, got me staring at the corpse like the sun Supposing by the ocean means crazy, it moves like locomotion So one was monthly ready to die, the other died to get ready So who's dead, cause there can only be one spaghetti Black like your shadow, roll up strapped with your ammo Understand you on the triple B, my soul weighs a gram, yo Bloat through the streets, descend on some beef like a vulture black so that was third rail you said yep. yeah yeah well, that was awesome i mean that was uh i definitely I think the little, you know, sort of like things in the mix, the sort of problems you had with the mix on the first song, sound right. like you resolved them somewhat there. Um, now, had you listened to that one recently, or is that another one that you sort of... Uh, that one I've listened to more recently. Uh, like I said, that one made it onto like a compilation. Uh, that was really some of like, that was like the first track that had gotten a response of like people being like, oh, that was a cool use of that sample. Like that was like, you know, some cool jazz rap shit. Do you remember where the samples are from? Off the top uh, of not head? all of them. I think some uh, of them. one of them's... Uh, John Coltrane yeah. might be wrong. Might be completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, jazz is an important part of uh, your influences and what you're doing now and what yeah. you're doing then especially. Totally. Talk about Sun Ra. All right, Sun Ra is like uh, one of the most influential cats, like period. I mean, like just like that cosmic game. I don't even think like P-Funk would have been able to access that without some of the poetry Sun Ra put out. And... Uh, you know, some a lot of my earliest samples come from like uh, samples of a uh, uh, spaces of the place, and just like that whole ethos of like it's not really what you play, but making sure that every note's like alive and like roaring and just like ferocious and like that that would just like scared just like such a crazy like uh, energy within me. Like, the first time I saw it, just, like, this whole orchestra of people, you know, wearing this, like, glittery robes, like a church, essentially, and then just playing the most, like, wrathful, chaotic music. <laughs> and it was just so uniform. Like, it was just, like, executed perfectly. Now, listening to the stuff you've done more recently, you've been incredibly prolific in, you know, the recent months. Uh, you've put out an album or a, a mixtape pretty much every month for... 
coming up on a year now? Yeah, yeah, it'll be a year in May. So since May of 2013, I've released, or Black Ski Weekend has released some kind of album, or uh, I think there was like one EP out of all of those. And this year, uh, coming up in May, that'll be 12 albums, essentially. And that's, you know, spanning between Spaghetti Black albums, uh, Nat's album, some of which feature Spaghetti Black. It's all kind of kept within the same family. And listening to your catalog, listening to the stuff you've done more recently, it sounds like you've moved in this corner of more wrathful, chaotic <laughs> direction. Yeah. I highly encourage everybody to check out like the full spectrum of what this guy has done in the past year. It's really cool. And I'm curious about how you've gone. What, what we heard just now is really rich and textured, uh, but you've gotten even weirder. And even more yeah. avant-garde, it sounds like you're putting a delay on some of your vocals. Right. You're using uh, really choppy uh, rhythms. You're using some more atonal elements. Right. Uh, can you talk about that evolution? Yeah, sure. I mean, like, in the beginning, um, a lot of, like, uh, the tools I was employing for a lot of those recordings you just heard and a lot of the production on those tracks was um, a deliberate choice to kind of play to what I thought sounded neat. So things that I didn't want to stand out clearly like vocals could be kind of more subdued in the mix and everything could kind of have more of an atmospheric feel to it. And kind of approaching producing tracks in general, I didn't come with like a kind of traditional music background. So I think that kind of actually helped me out in rap music because a lot of rap music, uh, some of people's favorite bass lines and melodies are kind of weird, atonal chops, you know, things that aren't, resolving melodies necessarily they're kind of just like there's something a little bit off about them and me not knowing you know what a chord was back in the day i would just kind of produce these really weird riffs or something that i could just go off of yeah i guess it makes sense i mean if you're thinking about something that's being sort of pulled along by the beat or it's something that's supposed to keep you to an extent on edge the entire right. time, you know, like, like a hip-hop song, then it makes sense that you wouldn't always resolve things. You wouldn't give people that right. sort of satisfaction that they want. You make it stick around <laughs> the whole time, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think, too, that was something that Derek and I had spoken about was when we were first listening to your sort of newer tracks was that delay on the vocals. I just, I just don't know. In hip-hop, that seems like something I just haven't heard, like having that hard delay. Right. And I guess it's, it's interesting because even just in this interview, you said, you know, when you first came out, it was like, I just wanted to get those words out. I, right, went, oh, you yeah. know, I was rapping. It was just about getting it out there. And it seems like now it's very clear. I mean, just <laughs> even in the production, it's like the words have taken this backseat to the sort of overall feel of the song. Oh, yeah. Um, because and, and even you're like obscuring the words by kind of putting <laughs> this, this production on it, which I think is really cool. Yeah, it's neat. I'm just having a lot more fun with it now. Uh, kind of now that I've like shoved all these like large ideas I really need to get out of the way. You know, now that I can put that aside, I'm having a lot more fun with getting a lot more detailed in the weirdness of production. You know, now I'm really getting into why a beat would sound weird or like why vocals would sound weird. And so I can just really play with it and do things like obscure words and even censor my own tracks if I wanted to. <laughs> even since day one, it's been like a kind of like therapeutic process where I'll just like sit in front of my tools, if they're pedals or my laptop, uh, guitar, saxophone or whatever, and just kind of play until I, you know, found something that I liked. And then back in like 2001, that would be a process that would take like days or so that I could like actually pull a song out of something, you know, take me like a day to even write rhymes, another couple of days to like save 
like uh, save a file of a beat or something and then finally put those things together. And then I guess I just kept working at that, you know, despite not everything being perfect at the immediate start, you know, that's no reason to hinder why I should continue to produce things. I just kept working at it until everything became kind of habitualized and everything just kind of came out quicker. And so now it's like to the point where I'm having so much fun with just like putting out music that I can just start a beat finish it within a couple of hours, have a couple of rhymes done in a couple of hours, and just, like, have enough time left over to experiment with the final product. Let me ask you something, too, because you, you, as we've kind of talked about you being so prolific here and all these songs you, you you know, produce and all these records you put out, is there this vast graveyard of unreleased <laughs> tracks? You know, like, always, you know, like, whenever you think of somebody who's just been writing for a long time or, or writing a lot in a short period of time, um, you recognize there's like, oh, well, maybe you went into the studio with 15 songs right. and then made a nine-song record. Is there, are there some, some unreleased mean, deep cuts that we're going to hear <laughs> down almost. the road? Or? It's not necessarily like the type of case where, uh, you know, I'm going to come out with all these unreleased albums. If anything, if there are tracks I don't want people to hear right away, uh, I can just bury it in the internet, you know, between so many different project names and things like that. I can be really uh, just... Uh, I can, I'm in control of my marketing to a degree that how I represent myself online can just take any variety of forms. And if people don't grab onto them right away, it's something that can be revisited later. Can you talk about your aesthetic? You have this really unique aesthetic that seems to reflect some of like the abstractness of your music. Yeah. And I, can you just kind of describe that? I mean, we'll have some pictures and stuff, but wait, wait. can you describe uh, what your aesthetic is visually and where it comes from? Mostly, well, visually, I would say very chaotic. Uh, and then the kind of just like, it kind of goes hand in hand with the music that's also very chaotic. I mean, more so than you immediately hear like, oh, this is a rap song or this is like a club rap song. You know, you kind of are like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and that's like kind of the reaction I'm really going for more so than I would consider wanting to make rap music or wanting to make album covers or any other kind of music. It's just like constantly going towards something that, you know, makes you feel weird for even hearing it. It's just like, what did I come across and what is this doing? Like, what is it doing to me and just what is it doing here? <laughs> it seems like to an extent, it's like what your, your visual style, your rapping and your production is like a almost a critique of like information overload on yeah the i could see that i mean <laughs> that might just be like uh the way my brain works at this point information <laughs> overload <laughs> i mean it's certainly like you know it's not all aesthetic i mean a lot of it comes down to what equipment I have, how much time I have, where I am, how I'm recording. You know, not everything comes out perfectly, and the ability to adapt what you have into something you inevitably enjoy, I think, is really what comes out of it and what comes out of making music. It's funny uh, when, you know, I was listening to stuff online and everything to kind of prepare for uh, for us interviewing you. Um, I saw an interview that you did um, where you said, you know, at some point you're like, yeah, and I slapped the uh, the vaporwave tag on like, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. a couple of my albums to like get a few extra hits. And it was yeah. this thing where it's like, I'm reading through this interview and I just started laughing. You know, I was like, you know, I was like that's such a, like, it's the kind of thing that could sound so cynical. Like, it's sort of eye rolling. But it's like, yeah, I'm gonna get a few extra people to look at this shit. You know, am I, I mean, doing that? Like, but, but it's also, I remember thinking just as soon as I saw it, I was like, it's wise. You know, it's, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a wise thing it's the to game. do. Like, right, right. There's definitely an aspect to it that's like a game that you're just playing. Right. And, you know, uh, 
you got to have fun with it. But in the end, you're still kind of playing to you get your stuff out there, especially I think that's influenced by the more business aspect uh, yeah. that I've taken, the very cynical money side of the art world. <laughs> yeah. What does spaghetti black mean? Uh, I mean, it's the way when I first thought of it, it was just like off the top of the head, uh, just like uh, like cubic centimeters of like disgusting, sauced up like spaghetti realness like <laughs> and scene <laughs> no other questions <laughs> problem solved seriously what's your live performance like uh it's been pretty wacky i just get like really hectic usually start swinging elbows <laughs> uh sometimes like you know you might hear tracks with like other vocals just like kind of spliced in there randomly. I want it to be like very confrontational, just shouting and yelling. I'm looking for like a way I can start like breaking glass on stage. <laughs> and so talk a little bit about what you're doing now, what your next steps are and what we can expect in the coming months, coming year. Yeah, so I still have a couple of albums I want to drop so that I can officially say that I've dropped 12 albums in 12 months. And then once I've uh, finished that, hopefully I can branch out into other projects like soundtracking i was uh doing some animated uh projects earlier i uh, released the spaghetti black animated little short it's like 11 minutes and doing the soundtrack for that was like a lot of fun and just branching out into things bigger than the rap game uh would be a really cool idea so video game soundtracks or getting into like doing movies more uh, would be a lot of fun <laughs> Huge thanks to Spaghetti Black, a.k.a. Keenan Hauser, for coming on the show. You're listening to a cut from one of his latest releases. This song's called Sold Out Food. And you're definitely going to want to check out his other stuff at spaghettiblack.bandcamp.com. I'm the motherfucking juggernaut on drugs, cutting the jugular. Those who ate the jiggle does, we made the rumble. Cause we down for the larger jungle, fuck your shit. Music the right to get pummeled and dumped. I'm rummaging through raw rubble with blood on my hands. Searching through my inner thoughts for a damn master plan. She said, You don't mean that. Could have the whole rap game took back. We some crooks with crook bats and cool skin caps. Like my eighth boot platoon stand spit raps. But if you down for bitch shit, we don't understand that. Gripping your business, toss a book with a quick sand that penetrated your pimp and clarity. Listen, listen, man, we've been bowling off the bridge, so when I wrestle, get out your utensils for this lesson. I don't want to hear shit. Tell it to my Smith and Wesson. Aliens tripping to the darkness and be up to no good. When you put spaghetti black, you were sold out food. When you sign yourself, put some more churros, dude. Smooth and quick, that's the sauce off his rusty bitch kicks. Nobody bit this nigga, but he straight got eight. Made him wrap his mouth from the nine, and so goes his fate. I reloaded plus potioned up and be waiting at his way. No options on the board, more head towards a fucking morgue. More brains for the storm, and we worship the war. Good boys, gas the floor, gotta settle the score. And I'm sinking while I'm drinking till my cup overflow. I've got nowhere to go, but I'm a chase for fucking dope. Someone's gotta make a living, everyone must die. Truthfully, I've been set up in my booth in disguise. But when from my lips with hatred, they don't take you to the skies. I'm a 
piece of meat hanging in there, swaying the breeze. Or flames they creeping up, I fall to my knees, peeing up like a cross. Ain't you bigger than that? I maxed out like a ball for like ten niggas that fat. I'm making brains go splat, they dripping down from the ceiling, revealing murderous teeth, concealing unheard of squealing. Hunger spray like lightning, dumb bitch break like bread. Deafened from the beast, beast step up in your head. It's the third world war going down in New York. Cops out here, lynching niggas, new clan coming with pitchforks. Something has been observing us. Monitoring the simulation that is our behavior. But science has now given us the means to confront that something face to face. Our task is neither to face it down, nor to try to discover its essential nature. Rather, we need only to make an experimental black box of our own. Set the appropriate conditions and start the simulation. And IQ exists for this reason alone.